Sam, get clip four ready. This was Harrison Smith the other day. He was filling in for Owen Schroyer on the uh, war room. And um, I thought this was a pretty good few minutes that we should listen to. I mean, he pretty much nails it here in a way that's, let's just say, more diplomatic than some of us might be. Let's go ahead and uh, listen to a little bit of uh, clip four here. We have a problem in this country with black crime. And I, I, I hate even having to do this little disclaimer thing. But again, anytime you talk about race, it is just the, the nature of the conversation that people will assume that you're being racist. I just want to make it clear. I want everyone in this country to be able to be safe. I want everyone to be able to go to parades without getting shot go to the corner store at 3 a.m. without being raped. That's all I want, and I want that for black people just like I want it for white people. But the problem is overwhelmingly in the black community. From the Brady Center to Prevent Gun Violence, black Americans account for 60% of firearm homicides each year. Black people continue to be disproportionately affected by gun violence as they account for 60% of all firearm homicides, yet make up just 14% of the population, according to a new study. But of course, it's not the old black folks or the black women that are doing it. So really, you're down to about 6% of the population being young black men, accounting for 60% of the firearm homicides. The Brady Center to Prevent Gun Violence analyzed firearm mortality rate uh, data from the Center for uh, disease control and prevention between 2017 and 2021. Researchers found that the average firearm mortality homicide rate for black people of all ages was 21.05 per 100,000 people compared with 1.93 per 100,000 for non-Hispanic white people. So 21 versus 2. Massive, massive disparity. The largest disparity was in the 18 to 24 age group where black people had a firearm mortality rate of 58 per 100,000 people compared with 3.1 per 100,000 for white people in that same age group. So, again, the comparison between black and white for the 18 to 24 age group, 3.1 per 100,000 for whites, 59 per 100,000 for blacks, 3 versus 59. So, again, massive, massive, overwhelming overrepresentation. CNN Health also just published this chart, firearm homicide rates by race, and they go through state by state. Uh, I guess starting with the worst, but Missouri. 
white 2.77, <laughs> black 59.42, Michigan white 1.52, black 49.14. So again, similar disparities across the board when divided hey, by race, second, they give you the difference. Take, take St. Louis and Kansas City out of the equations for Missouri, and oh man, it'd be one of the safe, <laughs> safest numbers in the country. <laughs> Go ahead and resume. 6.65 or 47.62. Uh, Again, massive disparity. Now, this is, I believe, victims of homicide, but it's because the victims usually match the race of the perpetrators. It's not black people being gunned down by white people. It is black people being gunned down by black people. So that's a big problem, and it's only going to get worse. I'm about to get into, on the other side, some of the uh, new policies being pursued by the idiot racist leftists in their seemingly purposeful pursuit of just the most murder they can possibly get. What's the real threat to America? Is it Russian space lasers or is it Democrat policy? Yeah, we'll answer that on the other side. Stay with us. You'll never solve a problem if you can't identify it first. If you divide violent crime by race in America, if you exclude black and Hispanic perpetrators, America has a similar violent crime rate to places like Denmark or Sweden. Especially gun, gun violence. The overwhelming representation of Americans in violent crime and, and gun violence in particular is driven almost entirely by gang activity and almost entirely by African-American gang activity. You can't identify the problem. You'll never solve it. And as we we just showed you, it's not just the overwhelming representation. At this point, 14% of the population committing 60% of the firearm violence. But obviously, they are also the overwhelming victims of this violence. Again, it's, it's, we're in this bizarre situation where race is so, is so fraught in this country. It's so, so sensitive that you can't talk about it, but okay, the, the, we'll solve it. It just makes no sense. So obviously following the shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade, the calls for gun control inevitably follow when that's not actually the issue. It's not actually the problem. The problem is unpunished crime. The problem is criminal gangs. The problem is a lack of any positive culture in the black community right now. Whether that's because of the music that gets produced. I mean, we know. We know that a lot of the music that's produced, the, the violent you know, the violent rap, all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's on purpose. It's by design. And you know it's by design because a lot of times the people that are making that make this music aren't criminals. Sometimes they are, but most of the time, you know, somebody like Lil Wayne, dude's got a college degree, right? They make money. He's not out there shooting people. He's not out there doing drugs. God, go ahead and stop it there. Speaking of Lil Wayne. There's a lady named Tiffany Henyard who looks like Lil Wayne without the tattoos on her fa- on his face. And she's the mayor of Dalton, 
Illinois. Okay. And this is clip five, Sam. Now, this has been all over YouTube, especially like black YouTubers, which I, I, I find encouraging to try to hold this, this dummy accountable. Um, but I'm just going to play a couple little clips just to have some fun because this lady is off the charts. Just uh, she's her and her whole crew got to be going. Uh, if the FBI ain't going to put her in the feds, uh, or you know the state attorney general and all these people, I mean for the, I mean the lady's blown seven million dollars somewhere in a couple of years. Now they're like. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting their they're getting the cop cars repoed. Okay, the, the cops are all protecting this little wannabe warlord, Lil Wayne looking uh, mayor, while the streets are you know. And this is the south the south uh, Chicago, right outside the city suburb. It's a you know it's a it's a dump. But um, let's go ahead and play clip five real quick. This is Tiffany Henyard. Let's call her the jailbird mayor. She went from a jail cell to the mayor's office in the tiny Illinois village of Dalton. She is the first female mayor of Dalton elected in 2021. They want a background check to flip burgers at McDonald's, but not to run a whole city. Well, this is exactly what happened. Henyard already got busted for breaking into cars before becoming mayor. How anyone voted for her is beyond me. She is currently being sued for misusing public funds on Vegas trips. Expensive restaurant bills, a $50,000 Christmas tree, all with receipts to prove them. She also blows taxpayer cash on fancy billboards of herself and even has a glam squad do her hair and makeup on the public dime. Hey guys, it's your favorite supermayor! <laughs> she calls herself the supermayor and the most powerful woman in the Southland of Chicago. Her reckless spending leads to a $7 million budget deficit putting the residents in a dire situation. But she and her cronies don't care. They will keep living large until they're charged, arrested, and convicted. But wait, there's more. On September 20th, records show the jailbird mayor hired a 46-year-old registered child sex offender named Redmond as a code enforcement officer. A registered child sex offender was recently put on the payroll. His job is going into Dalton homes and businesses for inspections and make sure they were up to code. How did she not know that? Or did she not care? The shady mayor also passed a law giving herself a $300,000 salary. But if she loses re-election, the next mayor will only make $25,000. So, what do you think of Tiffany Henyard, the jailbird mayor? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, you can stop it there. And if you want to get clip three ready. Now, this is her, you get to listen to her um, vernacular yourself and see see what trouble this and she see he was crazy she's mayor of this village of dalton but then there's a larger township right it's like uh it's broken up the, the it's i i don't think it's a county but it's a big land area and she's also the head of the township so she's sitting in two public offices at the same time which is really really crazy and um and I started following this some weeks back. I was just seeing it in the algorithm. <clears throat> and finally, people are really starting to, you know, it's gotten out there. So I, we'll see how long it takes to uh, see if this person gets indicted or whatever. 
But go ahead and roll clip three. WGN Investigates has an update on dysfunction in Dalton, where local leaders are fighting over transparency, spending, and safety. Now the South Suburbs' controversial mayor is firing back, and it all played out at a public meeting last night. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet, the mayor, not the trustees, that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. Y'all don't do no work, no work. Tiffany Henyard considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her overspending. At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. How about you be a good leader, bring RFPs to the forefront, so not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to $13,000. Henyard has refused to explain the specific purpose of the trips or why they travel in you such style there. but, but she- you you get the you get the gist of it. i mean this is and some of the some of the some of the blacks there are like saying she behaves like a warlord she dressed like a uh, nino brown out of uh i think new jack city or one of these movies i mean uh, uh, you know it is what it is it's illinois it's it's the chicago area it's jb pritzker state and then you got this character, Brandon Johnson, and what could go wrong? Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson suggests non-police response to emergencies. Okay? So you, you, we've seen this whole defund the police, blah, 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 blah. So the city of Chicago is discontinuing the use of a gunshot detection technology service called ShotSpotter this year. When questioned this week about what will take its place, Johnson suggested that there may be some emergency situations that could get a non-police response. Um, you know, I mean, this is uh, it, it. There's this. There's this mental illness or lack of cognition, whatever you want to call it, within these. Um, these these black politicians who are like almost chosen by the by the hand rubbers the hand ringers in the background that that like to torpedo society um they put up these the these crazy people like okay so we've got fanny willis right You've got Marilyn Mosby. You got Kim Gardner from Marilyn Mosby from Baltimore. Fannie Willis from Fulton County, Atlanta. You had Kim Gardner from St. Louis got ran out of office. You've got this mayor up there in Dalton. You got Mayor Brandon Johnson. You got Kamala Harris. You got all of these people. And the the Marxist controllers in the background know that with the history of the United States and the whole racial grievance industry kind of um, 
system that these people can get away with a lot of destruction because of their race, because it insulates them more from accountability, because people don't want to be called racist, and so forth and so on. Um, so it's very, very crazy. Um, I'm trying to find this article, but uh, I, I don't know what the answer is, but we're uh, – oh, here's another one. California Dems push bill paving the way to free college tuition for black students. Okay, so, um, you know, this is Gavin Newsom. He wants to take the, the stage. This is his little form of uh, pseudo-reparations, okay? ACA 7 passed the state assembly in September and sits before the Democrat-controlled Senate. If approved there, it would be put before voters this November. It would effectively allow the governor to circumvent the state's longstanding ban on racial preferences, first passed by a majority of voters in 1996 with Prop 209 and reaffirmed in 2020 referendum. The measure would allow the governor to use the state's coffers to fund research-based or culturally specific programs if they increase the life expectancy of improving educational outcomes for or lifting out of poverty specific groups based on race, color, ethnicity, uh, blah, 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 blah. Don't you just love it? Now, here's a great one. From the college fix, but it was up on zero, zero hedge. Seven. Um, slave descendants want $74 billion from St. Louis University, which is a Jesuit Catholic university in downtown St. Louis. Um, St. Louis University should hand over $74 billion in reparations to the descendants of slaves who reportedly built the Jesuit Catholic school, an advocacy group announced recently. $74 billion. The descendants of the St. Louis University and slave group laid out their demands during a press conference last week. The $74 billion number came from economist Julianne Malveaux, who apparently believes the slaves never slept. <laughs> oh. An estimated $365 million in unpaid labor was announced and with added interest over time amounts to $70 billion, according to Malveaux. The number was based on labor done 24 hours a day, 20, 365 days a year for 70 enslaved people from 1823 to 1865. We're not asking for a handout. We're asking for their debt to be paid. The group is represented by Arriva Martin, a civil rights attorney and, and CNN commentator. Um, I mean... In, in, in Georgetown University, which is also run by the Jesuits, created a $1 billion fund to compensate for its past involvement in slavery. Uh, see, it's a slippery slope. All these people, they want to hand out. How sick. What a sick country we live in. And then, and then all these people... They just want to placate people. So we have these characters uh, marching through Nashville, waving swastika flags, these guys from the Blood Tribe, okay? 
Um, this was Saturday. They were wearing red T-shirts emblazoned with Blood Tribe on the back, and they paraded through the city's heart, kind of in a way similar to what the Patriot Front does. They all had like, um, gl- like you know, like kind of Oakley-looking glasses on, masks, black masks on, and so forth, um, to hide their identities. Um. So here's the thing. Some of these people are probably useful idiots, and some of these people are some sort of operatives. So this Christopher Polehouse guy, he's a former Marine Corps guy, allegedly. Um, and this is the thing that happened in Florida. Remember with all these guys on the bridge and Laura Loomer confronted them? And then... Um, Behind him was uh, Boneface McClellan, the guy that had been hanging out with the Azov guys in, in Ukraine and, and that sort of thing. And so, look, some of these guys are, I guess, true believers and that sort of thing. And But some of the charges that they've been previously rounded up on and that sort of thing uh, – it it really it really smacks of some sort of um, artificial, uh, contrived, almost overseen um, operation. And, and I'm sorry to say that if there's some real people there, but um, you know, I think I think kind of right now with the optics and everything else. Um, I don't know. I just, I, it just all gives me a, a very crazy, strange feeling, and I don't like it. And uh, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of these guys is, are, are high profile, I mean, completely tatted necks and faces and all this stuff. And they really kind of play into the caricature um, that the feds really de- spend their time demonizing. Um, guys like this, and then they've got the whole law enforcement apparatus looking for guys like this and whoever hangs out with them, building very involved schematics of who their contacts with, who their friends with, where they operate, where they hang out. You wouldn't, I mean, absolutely crazy how much time that there are agents uh, that work on keeping tabs on these people. And look, some of these people are probably confidential human sources. They're on the payroll and that sort of thing, kind of like an Ray Epps-like fashion. Um, you know, it's just every, everything is – everything just feels fake to me. All the movements that break, you know, that come up and they get um, covered by – media whether it's alternative or or corporate i mean the the bleed over between medias now is so kind of uh, nauseating and what really i don't like is is how people's like like with the Kansas City shooting 
you know, you had you had some guys allegedly in the crowd that tackled some of these young black guys, and you know, then you had Bill Maher with uh, Ann Coulter and Van Jones over the weekend, and they're they're talking about. I was going to play it, but I was like, should I even worry about it? Where Bill Maher's like, well, we don't know who did it yet. Uh, but there were if 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 your little producers and your people that do the writing for you and all that would have done some basic research, they would have found that there were people tackled immediately at at the scene and they were young black males. And then Ann Coulter gets into this. Well, the reason why had they haven't been fingered yet is because they're not white, and if they were white males, they would already been all over the news and and so forth, which is you know. Probably true. You've got this black mayor of Kansas City, and he's supposedly a wokester, and I haven't really paid attention to him. Um, and they're saying that he's kind of trying to protect, uh, you know, the the who these people are and whatever, you know. Uh, very, very crazy. Um, you got Ben Crump out here, and I got this in my tab somewhere that he's you know it's he's trying to he's trying to say basically that blacks shouldn't be held accountable for for the crimes that they do due to all this you know um, oppression and this history of oppression in the United States and all the rest of this stuff so another uh, what we were, you know, this one was big this week was George Soros buying hundreds of American radio stations ahead of the 2024 election. Okay. So, um, if you remember a few years back, they talk about him pumping the cash into all these district attorney races. Well, we have one here. Her name's Tashara Jones. Um, Washington Times reports George Soros scups up 220 U.S. radio stations. He has purchased a potentially controlling stake in America's second largest chain of radio stations. According to bankruptcy filing cited Wednesday in the New York Post, his Soros fund management has bought $400 million of debt in the Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y chain. Okay. Um, the Post reported the fund stake comes to about 40% of Odyssey's debt at a value about 50 cents on the dollar. Although not a majority, that could yield effective control of the media giant when it emerges from bankruptcy. A Republican insider close to the situation told the Post that Mr. Soros could be making the election year purchase in a bid to influence public opinion. Well, similar to BlackRock and Larry Fink, they don't buy up the necessarily a majority of all these companies, but they buy up a big enough share to where then they can influence um, the direction of where the company's going to go, which is where all of this ESG and DEI stuff allegedly came from in all of these companies is through these big Vanguard, State Street, and so forth. Um, and BlackRock to where they buy up all decent percentages of all these companies. The next thing you know, they try to start throwing their weight around. And they're like, hey, we want this DEI stuff. We want this tranny stuff. We want this gay stuff. We want this demonized carbon stuff. We want this climate change, blah, 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 blah. And so that we want this um, anti-white stuff. 
we want this uh, grievance industry, turn all the blacks against everybody's stuff. Okay? And so this is how it's done. And so now we're seeing it an attempt here. What it looks like is through, you know, just think of um, stations that are owned under this Odyssey umbrella. And they're going to get new uh, talking points or marching orders, maybe. Hey, you back off on this. You don't talk about this. Uh, all the conservatives have become even more milk toast than they already are on the dial. So, they're very, very fascinating. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji, fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. 
Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Dating Huma Abedin, 47. And that's some strange, strange stuff there. So, Anthony Weiner's ex-wife, the Saudi chick, Huma, who was Hillary Clinton's sidekick for all those years, and a lot of people thought that they were, uh, you know, involved very, very strange. And so, is this real? Is this some sort of publicity stunt? Very fascinating that this is being trotted out for us. Ben Shapiro reiterates that he doesn't give a damn about the browning of America. Uh, you know, I don't care about the race. I care about the ideology. Blah, 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 blah. Transfer is not a dirty word from back in 2003. You know, and it's talking about all this expelling populations and all this <laughs> for Israelis, of course. But America, you just take you just take whatever high ass and the Catholic charities and the, all the rest of them tell you to take. So this Ukraine thing and, you know, you see this big package being pushed through by the Senate and then it's allegedly going to be dead on arrival for the House. Um, watch, there'll be something given to Israel by the House, but maybe Ukraine, you know, who knows? Um, what we've got to really look at is these politicians' investments Okay, what they're making money off of, and then how who's contributing to their campaigns. 
Because you think about this black hole that we just keep dumping money into the Ukraine. And this is the same thing with, with the Israelis. And, and think about these Christian, you know, and then Rick Wiles and then Baldwin were talking about the, a lot of these Christian Zionist pastors. And think about this. All the billions that get thrown to Israel. And think of how it gets donated back right into our political system by buying off these politicians. Similar things with this Ukraine. You, you, you dump all these billions. Nobody knows where all this money goes. But next thing you know, all these politicians, through their investments and like some of these energy companies in, the, in that region and this sort of thing, and then shadowy people donating packs and all this into their campaign coffers. This is how it's done. This is how they buy our... So they use our own tax money, which is given to them. They um, they just they just funnel some of it back in to, to buy our politicians. It's just, I just, I just, you know, it's just so disgusting. Um, Post-Kansas City Super Bowl party parade shooting calls for gun control. You got all these people, oh, we got to do something about these guns. These are the same people that wanted to mandate everybody taking these shots. So they don't care about life. They're democidal. They want the government to kill people. And so at the very time when you're having all these warnings about Chinese and Venezuelan and Cuban, um, basically crypto forces entering our country for operations the Marxists in the government are triangulating off of whether this was a, some sort of a, an artificial event in, in Kansas City or not. People are speculating that. They're still using it as a, a way to go after the personal ownership of weapons. And so as they're flooding our country with all these people here to do possible military operations, they don't want you to have an, a firearm. Now, X-22 and some of these other folks, they're saying that local, state and local governments are going to start pushing and mandating people take migrants into their homes. So you're seeing this kind of out there. So the people that own these like short-term rentals like Airbnbs are going to be the first people that are going to um, be, you know, twist their arm to let migrants into their places. And maybe they'll give them some funny Federal Reserve notes or not. I don't know. But then what their people are saying is that eventually this is going to be mandated that you're a homeowner you got room, you're going to take in three people or, or whatever, you know, by, by the time that happens, I think it's going to be, I don't, I just don't know if that's going to fly. I, I think there'll be bullets flying by that time. I, you know, in some libtard jurisdictions where the people are so 
beaten down and weakened to the point where they don't even have a drop of American um, defiance left in them, maybe that'll go over. But, you know, I don't know. And this is something I wrote down in my notes. Fani and Letitia. But the way Letitia is spelled is L-E-T-I-T-I-A. So you've got Fanny, which means, you know, a rear end. And then you got Letitia. You got Titty, Fanny and Titty. These two female <laughs> black prosecutors. One of them's names means butt, and the other one has Titty encoded in her name. Isn't that strange? And I and I know that you people are out there like Robert. Your mind is is out there. I, you know, hey, whatever. Um. So, you know, Rents played this Ukraine so-called Pfizer whistleblower on his broadcast, and I saw it. And then there's all these fact checkers trying to say that there's no record of this person ever working for Pfizer. And basically, what she's saying is. <clears throat> They're doing these trials of children's COVID vaccines, I guess some updated version, in these Ukrainian hospitals, and there's a mass kill-off going on. So I don't know if this is true. You know, it's hard to say, but it's kind of fascinating um, to see that people are trying to say that that's going on. don't know if it's true or not. Uh, the the tweet that Biden uh, puts out after the Super Bowl, um, Biden releases bizarre posts hinting the White House rigged the Super Bowl, um, just like we drew it up. And it had kind of like that dark Brandon with the eyes lit up. And this was on his real account. So some staffer posted this and so it says, just like we drew it up, and it has Biden, really creepy uh, smile. And so people are saying, so Joe Biden openly admits the NFL's rigged. And I've been talking about how this is, um, you know, a lot of people believe that the NFL is totally rigged. And I'm thinking that the UFC is totally rigged now, too. There's this uh, fighter named Ian, Ian Gary. He's an Irish kid. And... He took on his wife's husband's last name in his name. And and allegedly the guy still lives with them. So her ex-husband, she divorced him. She married this MMA kid. He's only in his 20s and she's like 40. And so now he calls himself Ian Machado Gary, which is Machado is this guy's last name. Real weird kind of setup they got going on. But the UFC, there was a fight last night, and this kid, allegedly the whole crowd was calling him a cuck. I mean, they were yelling, cuck, cuck. I mean, and then the UFC tinkered with the audio to where the people watching didn't hear any of that. So this supposedly rugged, you know, the UFC is under a company called Endeavor now which is the same people that own World Wrestling Entertainment. Ari Emanuel's all involved with this, of course, one of the gangster Emanuel brothers. And so the UFC basically rigged the sound 
to where nobody that was watching via pay-per-view or Disney Plus or whatever, ASPN Plus or whatever this thing's on, none of them could hear the yell, the crowd yelling the whole time, calling him a cuck. So to, to me, that, that really says that the UFC is, is rigged as well. And it's unfortunate, you know, um, now is the fights totally rigged or whatever? I don't know, but there's things about it since this merger that a lot of people are looking at saying, you know what, the UFC is not uh, on the up and up anymore. And so there's this whole kind of theory floating around with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all this stuff with him pushing Pfizer that the Chiefs had to win. And it really goes down to where San Francisco allegedly didn't know about the rules and overtime and all this stuff. There's a whole blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't care, care about professional sports. It's rigged. But so what they're saying now is that the, the Chiefs are going to go to the White House. Taylor Swift's going to go. And then there's going to be some sort of an endorsement uh, for the Democrats via Kelsey and Taylor Swift to try to keep all the the zombie little, you know, 18 to 20-year-old girls to, to just keep them on the Democrat plantation, blah, 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 blah. So that's the, that's the theory floating around out here now. Um, let's see here. I guess I wanted to get clip 12 in, if, if you get that ready. This is Amazing Polly. And she's been going through some drama with some of the big heavyweights in the kind of health and medical alleged alternative media. And I wanted to play a little bit of that. Go ahead and play a little bit of clip 12 here. I have found out that health Twitter is like a toxic cesspool. (laughs) And because I started tweeting about this and the weird response I got to that last video, which was very wide-reaching. I got a lot of positive feedback on that, and I also got a lot of, like I say, shilling, trolling, smearing, defensiveness, people running to um, get in touch with me through direct messages. This is It was completely unexpected for me. So this made me start uh, pulling some threads and poking around and trying to figure out what was going on, because in my opinion... What I was experiencing was, at least one half of it, was an attempt to control a narrative, to rein me in, to shut me up, um, to defend the characters that I had criticized, namely Brett Weinstein and, and Dr. Campbell. And, and then I started finding all kinds of crazy things. One of them was uh, um, investigations into something called the Wellness Company, the wellness company has um, these superstar doctors attached to it, including Zev Zelenko, who has since passed away, including Peter McCullough. You've, you've probably, if you're on social media at all, you've probably heard these names. And actually, they cross into the mainstream narrative as well, because um, especially Peter McCullough has had quite a few sort of hit pieces written against him. They say, you know, he's a quack doctor and he's working for this wellness company that is a far right um, anti-vaccine movement sort of thing that sells these supplements. 
and they do. They 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 do sell supplements. They say that it's an antidote to the spike protein in the vaccine. They they can give you antibiotics. They can give you ivermectin. They can give you all these things. So and and for for the most part, you know, I I have no comment on the medicines or the supplements that these people are selling, except to say that a lot of them, you can just go get yourself. But they package them up in these things like Z-Stack, where it's a bunch of supplements in one, vitamins and supplements in in one bottle. That was the Dr. Zelenko thing. And and yet you could just go to the store and buy these and take them yourself. You don't need to buy it through this company. And when Dr. Zavzelenko was alive, that's what he said at first. You know, go buy vitamin D, go buy, go buy the other things that are in this protocol, and, and then you can help whatever he whatever claims he made. I don't even know. Anyway, then he died, and all these people jumped aboard they, they they got in touch with him before he died. Somehow, it's all a bit of a mystery. They met him in Bolivia somehow, I think it was. And then they wanted to commercialize this. And they did. They made Zelenko Labs. They founded a company. And then they started selling this. Call, they named it the Z-Stack. And they started selling it all in one package instead of people going and buying the component parts for themselves. So, yeah, they sharks descended. And then Zev Zelenko died. And the people surrounding him have continued on using his good reputation and selling this product. And it's just blown up. It's expanded. There's a Zev Zelenko Foundation now, too. And one of the things I found out that I never intended to find out through the warring factions who kind of descended upon me after I made that video um, there's a war, there's a war. It looks like between the commercial Zev Zelenko Labs and the, the the nonprofit Zelenko Freedom Foundation. This is what it looks like, but I I can't really tell. Uh, I but, made uh, it. Um, just kind of interesting that there's you know you see all these things going on in the background with all these people that you know a lot of people want to make money. Hey, I, I'm not against people trying to make money, but you know there's a lot of people that. They want to take our good intentions and then make a buck off of us. So just thought I'd play a little bit of that. Um, You know, this Lakewood church shooting down there I covered on last week, you know, and this uh, Palestinian message and so forth, uh, free Palestine written on her gun, you know, um, it really plays into the kind of Israel Christian Zionist narrative and so forth. And it's, it really kind of make, makes me feel weird. Um, now you had Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law, Angela Chow. Okay. So you had Elaine Chow's his wife. This is the sister of his wife, former U S transportation secretary, Elaine Chow. And she served as CEO of the dry bulk company, the Foremost Group, a company with deep ties to the CCP, allegedly. And she entered her Tesla and backed into a pond on the ranch and passed away. 
<laughs> um, you know, real, real weird stuff here. And then there's other articles um, with Mitch, Mitch McConnell. You know, we've seen him with black eyes, and now he's allegedly his hands are all bruised and bandaged and beat up and um, real weird stuff that's always been going on with McConnell and, and, and Elaine Chow. And now the little sister somehow drowns in a Tesla, gets backed into a lake, and, um, <laughs> I mean, it, you just can't make this stuff up. It's, it's just very, very weird stuff. Who would take out this young lady? Was it somebody, you know, from our alphabet Did she do something to piss off the people back home, uh, some sort of a military hit, you know, uh, Tesla being involved. Did, did Elon Musk lock the doors and back it into the lake from his uh, remote control? I, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Rob Reiner, conservatives are going to hell. You are the opposite of Jesus's teachings. So he believes that uh, because conservatives don't use want to use the machinery and mechanism of the state to play, um, you know, Robin Hood and to play uh, Daddy Warbucks, just giving out free stuff to everybody. That somehow that you're on the opposite of Jesus's teachings, right? So. Colorado assisted suicide bill takes away any opportunity for the patient's change of heart. Uh, if passed, Colorado SB 24-068, MAID, medical assistance, assistance in dying, would also assure that anyone with a terminal illness who wants to kill himself be assured the provider reduces the waiting period between oral requests from 15 days to 48 hours and allowing attended providers to waive the mandatory waiting period if the patient is unlikely to survive more than 48 hours. The bill is seeking to kill any dying person who is going to die on their own within the next two days without any euthanasia-based intervention, hence the words unlikely to survive, blah, 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 blah. Under the maid bill, a Coloradan or visitor could kill himself by taking a pillar shot given him by a doctor or even a nurse, and this weak patient would not even need to think about his fa fatal decision for more than 48 hours. I mean... The midazolam murders, with, they killed all these people during COVID. Then you got the stuff in Canada with the maid. Uh, we've got some real just death embracers. France, any criticism of the mRNA death vax platform punishable by up to three years imprisonment and 45,000 euros. Okay, they pushed through a Tacronian new law entitled... Article 4, this Orwellian and unconstitutional color of law power grab is a purposely poor attempt at obscuring the irrefutable slow-kill bioweapon death and destruction data. Isn't that just, whoa, crazy? And, you know, um, I had a couple videos that I don't have the time to play about the when everybody took those PCR tests. Remember that? Everybody getting swabbed way up there in their cribriform plate area. They call it, I can't remember the name, but this was breaking off hydrogel right there by their brain. And then this stuff was going through, and then 
and then creating these like prion type stuff to where it's like some of the people that took these PCR tests that never took the shots are still going to deal with the same kind of cognitive um, crippling that the people that are taking the shots. Okay. And there's a good article by uh, up on Expose News, Catherine Austin Fitz, Trump puts $10 billion into a program to depopulate the U.S., and um, and it was she was being interviewed uh, by uh, Greg Hunter. She said that no matter who's president, they will allow bioweapons to kill Americans without hesitation. She always argue, also argues that the former president is either a knowing participant in the COVID bioweapon operation or he is grossly incompetent not to understand what's happening, which Fitz claims is highly unlikely. You see, and so Catherine Austin Fitz. You could say Trump was on board for a depopulation or Trump got rolled. Either one is not very good case to be made that he ought to be president. Greg Hunter, it just can't believe that he would say, sure, let's kill millions of people. But go back. Then you're saying he's incompetent because I, if I knew what I knew about vaccines, don't tell me I knew more than Trump. I just don't buy that. Well, people can kind of argue that back and forth. Uh, there's been a lot of mental and semantical gymnastics by people like Alex Jones and others that want to say, oh, Trump, he means well, he's blah, 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 he's a sharp guy, but when it comes to that, he got bamboozled by Fauci and all of them. Um, so, kind of an interesting deal there. Um, German Bank informs customers to stop donating to right-wingers. So this is the beginnings of your social credit. I had a whole lot of other stuff to cover that I just couldn't get to. Um, hope you enjoyed the broadcast. It's Things are moving rapidly. And um, there's something big right in front of us here. I think it's going to be grid down, digital looting of everything, and then CBDC introduced. Now, how the grid goes down... Uh, whether it's self-inflicted, whether it's temporary, whether it's EMP, whether it's some of the jerks that have walked across the southern border hitting hitting power stations. Uh, we don't know yet, but that's my best guesstimate as of right now. See you guys next week. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.